Welcome to NAFAM, the podcast. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> That's a weird greeting, considering well, said, it's not even afternoon. It is afternoon. It's it a, is a, certainly it, afternoon. It, it is afternoon. Wow. Uh, yeah. So let's let's start out following up on last week's episode. Okay. But you had some worries. Oh, yeah, that's right. How, wow, how quickly the mind forgets. So, especially yours. Uh-huh. For some reason, lately it seems to be a little bit more forgetful. Maybe there's something else going on. What do you think? What would be going on? I'm kidding, but how about you share with us? Well, I don't have anything concerning in my boob. Yes. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah, I got assaulted for about an hour and they said, you're good. Yeah, a lot of, lot of stress <laughs> and um, a lot of worry for... Mm-hmm. Uh, Nine days, but nine days. Ultimately, nine days. Yet but another year. How much did I hone in on mindfulness and breathing practices to my benefit? Though I have to say, I really prioritized that during those nine days. You did. You did. I mean, you it wasn't that like, bad. Like three days before, it's like oh, okay, we're getting closer. You were all out though, all in. I should oh. say, not all. <laughs> was, yeah, right. this is gonna be a fun episode, isn't it? We did the Wim Hof. We followed up on that. Yep. Um, and, or we did more on that. We talked about that last week. And so I did a lot more on that this week, even without you, I was holding my breath for one of them for two plus minutes, which I found to be incredibly impressive. It's hard. I actually got, I got just over two and I was like, I don't remember what yours was, but it was very tough. I mean, not to state the obvious, but it's amazing how psychological it is because you can yeah. really find yourself zoning out and one distraction, you're fixated on how much it sucks. Exactly. And you can't hold it. So it's like, never mind. Yep. I need to breathe. <laughs> I told you that one day that we did it and we were on the couch and I held it and I just feel, I felt like I went into a zone and I was mm-hmm. only like a minute or so in, but I'm like, oh my God, I don't feel anything. I could keep going. Like, this mm-hmm. is amazing. I haven't had that experience since. Yeah. So the last ones I did, I was like, oh my God, okay, we're almost at two minutes. All right, this has got to end because I'm like... Yeah. Well, we haven't done it in a couple of days. You did one by yourself. I did Wednesday, I think it was. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so the one thing is when you hold your breath during that in between rounds, you hold it, you breathe out, and then you hold it, which seems to be harder than breathing in and holding that. Yes. And that's the purpose of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot to spin off of there. But um, what was I going to say about that? Um, yeah. So we had, I mean, this is going to piece together, I swear. We had our anniversary this weekend and we went Last and did. Weekend, yeah. Oh, did we talk about that? Yeah. We oh, did. maybe we didn't. I don't, actually, no, we didn't. We talked about how we were going to. Because we recorded to. Friday night. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we went to our pottery class. And yep. I had some beef with the girl, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> it was quite uh, quite, quite funny. I that mean, was, not really, but it was... What yeah. was funny about it? It was just funny because it was such a stupid thing, but you were making an observation on something about based on our personalities and who yeah. was good at making pottery and who yeah. wasn't. Yeah. And uh, with Myers-Briggs and you're like, uh-huh. you know, it's kind of telling. And she was like... Yeah, I was like, look at all the intuitives are struggling here. Yeah. And all the sun scenes, sun sensors like, are fine. Uh, I, I don't know if she was just being a smart ass because she wanted people to feel included or whatever. But oh, anyway... She had a beef with me from she, the start. She, she's like... <laughs> Everything out of my mouth. Don't worry, that's not real anyway. And she it goes, was like, no, oh, no, okay. no. Everybody can pick this up. Myers-Briggs isn't even real. And uh-huh. I was just like... It actually is. <laughs> I was so irritated with her. She was irritated with everything about me, and I don't know yeah. why. I think it's funny because um, 
she like, you know, we're sarcastic with each other and stuff. And she like, <laughs> I don't think she liked that. I think that made her uncomfortable. I think so too. But it was funny because then yeah. it was like, she felt like she had to stick up for you guys. And I'm like, lady... One dude over here to my left is making dicks with his pottery for the last 10 minutes. The other one over which, here which is, is making not, chauvinistic comments. Don't fucking which start with neither me. Neither one are me. Okay, let's just be clear. There, anyways, <laughs> I'm like, she. this is the bullshit that I deal with because uh-huh. I'm the one that's like, you know, ripping on people and then, but like, you know, it's obvious and direct, but it's not that harsh. Yeah. And they're doing highly offensive things and she doesn't hear about it. And then she's, wow, okay. <laughs> I just have to put on the record. As I stated prior to when we recorded last week. Uh-huh. What did you think about my pottery skills? So yours were the best. And I was <sighs> teasing you. I was like, oh, look at Jim. Look at Mr. Tryhard. She couldn't even handle that level <laughs> of teasing. I was like, get a grip, chick. <laughs> and then <laughs> I just went off about her in the car the whole way home. It was a good Not really the whole way home. Comedy routine. It's a little, that's a little extreme. But yeah. It was funny. It was, I mean, yeah. it was funny, but it was fun. It was also, I enjoyed it. Was it was challenging. I definitely would like, I mean, I'm serious because it's, I want that for my home. I mean, I would like to spend more time doing it. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm a slow learner, especially when it comes to things that require the physical senses and but I know that like I could get it. Like I just need more of time to catch could. on. Yeah. And I was getting frustrated because she would come over and be like, oh, that's beyond repair. You can move on. And I'm like, D- let me decide. <laughs> she was doing that to Christopher <laughs> too. And he was getting irritated. I know, but what do you care? Let me right. fuck around with it. Let me feel this us, out. You told us we have two hours. We can make as many I know. as we want. I'm like, let me figure so out like, this st- the system yeah, here yeah. on my own. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, yours were the best. It Aww, was, thank you. But we already know that. I know, we, you I'm, know that I'm it was. Putting, a... This is documented now. We don't have this document, <laughs> and now it's officially documented. Okay. But it was, um, you know, but it was hard. It was definitely uh, hard, but it was something that I would like to. It was hard, and her again. teaching skills were not the best. Even I remember Nathan coming on that. He's like, she did not. She just like walked through it one time. Was like, okay, go for it. And it's like, do you think we can model along with you? Like, I don't remember anything yeah. you just said. Yeah, it was. Yes, I agree with that. Um. So, but anyways, again, it was really cool to participate in that and like be like, oh, okay. And re- you know, you really got to be in tune with a lot of things. A lot of things are going on. <laughs> you don't. You don't realize it's like, yeah, your water content has to be just oh, right. Yeah. Your speed has to be just right. Your One pressure has to move. be just right. You can just ruin the whole thing very uh-huh. quickly. So it is. It's very. You have to be very methodical about it, and you do right. have to follow like the steps you can't cheat it really it's one of those things you do have to go through and like you know do it the right way yep so we'll see i have to wait till i think another week or so and then swing by and pick up what we did make and see what survived so i'll be curious to see what actually i don't know we're gonna do with any of it but break them we're gonna make a rage room (laughs) Ooh, that'd be fun (laughs) smash them all but i looked online like you can get a wheel for relatively cheap and then it's the kiln. Yeah, it's the killer. Said, oh, we can get a kiln. That was oh, like, okay. It was like 2500 I think, was the one I saw. Um, so, but the wheel, I was like, oh, sweet. We could just, I could just spin all. I don't need it. I don't want to save any of this. I just want to spin. That's all I want to do. Yeah, learn to do that piece I'll just of let it. it dry in the sun over on its own. Yeah, well, I told you, we <laughs> do have a, there is a local pottery place here, but the only classes, as far as I know, that they offer is to paint pottery mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i wonder if they actually it's very hard to find places yeah but i wonder if they actually pottery. do fire it and have kilns and stuff where you could take your own stuff in and do it if you did yeah you know set something up but i don't know how so, any, i don't know how any of that process we, works but we did have a good time and then we went out to um we went out like we said to becker brewery becker and had our annual 
um, celebration. We played we played the song the game Let's Get Deep, so that was a little fun. Do you remember that we played that? <laughs> I totally forgot of about that until yes. just now. You're looking at me oddly. <laughs> that's why I was. I had said <clears throat> like a few days before. I was like, hmm, I might. Them. I, I had been actually. I'd been considering since January first cheating, which I dry January mm-hmm. on on that day it was going to be t- day twenty one, and. I asked the kids to take a poll and they were all like, yes, God, please do it. And they were like, Nathan's like, it doesn't matter at this point. You, 21 days or 30 days, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. And then Katie, my daughter Katie, was like, I don't think you should do it. You set that goal for yourself and you should stick with it. And I was like, all right, it's not a unanimous decision. And I agree with her. So I um, decided not to cheat that night. However, it was, I did say, after my appointment with the breast imaging center i am going to have a glass of wine no matter what i hear because it's been a rough it'll be day 25 at that point and what's the difference between 25 and 30 honestly uh-huh. so i just need to break it to everybody that i did cheat and i ended dry january early but i was okay with that because to me I was, I knew I, that was my feeling on the 21st. I was like, well, I, I think I'll regret cheating this early and I don't want it. It's not worth it. Why would I regret that? I, you know, I did set this goal for myself, but on day 25, I was like, no, I'm completely satisfied with my goal. <laughs> I've met what I needed I did to it. meet. I got close. I did it. The last nine days of which were hell. And I did, it. I, I'm like ready for a glass of wine. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, what it, that's the thing is doing it through <clears throat> that adversity. Maybe not adversity, adversity, but it's, maybe that's not the right word. That's that stress, though. Mm-hmm. Having that weigh on you and, you know, being like, okay, I'm not going to go and seek a glass of wine to kind of take the edge off. Right. Is, that's tough. It sure is. I wouldn't know, but it's not I that mean, tough, I believe it's But <laughs> my point is, is that I was ready. It really wasn't that tough, but I was ready and I was like, okay with being ready to I know, quit. Yeah, I, I want to be clear January. here. I don't mean tough as in you have the shakes, you're in the corner and like you can't like, I, wait, you know, mm-hmm. it's not that. But I'm just saying that it is like an added layer of stress on top of like, you know, one form of relief from the stress. Yeah. So. so then after that, what I'm circling back to is I really haven't done Wim Hof since that, since Wednesday. So I want to do that. Cause, but then I got COVID. So now I just feel like I can't really do anything except for hydrate and sleep i don't know i mean that's I what i that i can't sleep but i would i think that's that's what my priority yeah. well, is the last time i worked out was tuesday <laughs> yeah me and too and i'm like i've been jonesing to get back into it but we've been yeah there's just me too it hasn't happened so today actually after this i'm planning on going down and at least running or something for a little bit yeah i which i won't be able to do so no. but maybe maybe hopefully we'll see how this course runs here Maybe I will feel better in the next day or two and be able to get back on the bike because I was killing it on the Peloton. I've really been back into that. So yeah. I missed that routine, not being on since Tuesday. Me too. Um, but again, back to Wim Hof. We, you and I were exploring another new um, strategy this week yes. called Heart, Heart coherence. coherence. Would you like to tell everybody about that? Well, the idea behind it is that your brain and your heart operate independently of one another um, the, from a... No, the goal is to have them harmonize together in I, the same frequencies. But that's that's because, because they naturally function separately. 
So all the other organs of your body, I believe your brain's kind of, you know, obviously the center of that and controls everything. And the theory behind this is that, or the, the science says that your brain does not really control your heart. It's a separate, it functions separately. So this is to get them in sync. I don't know that you have any of that right. I thought that's what they, okay, well, well maybe, maybe, well, I, maybe I should retract that because that's what I thought that the idea was when we, you know the guy's name. Um, uh, the heart is where you, you're the focal point is. You need the heart to be coherent it get you like you have it's but it's the alignment between the two yes you want to get them yeah. in sync with each other and it's done through and sort of breathing and meditative yeah practice yes and it's very congruent with not only good heart health but good mental health good overall physical health yeah you know it's funny because it's all of this really does point back to that same concept of you know, meditating, getting into that space where you're, I don't know what the right way to say it is really, but just um, getting inside yourself and just connecting with yourself. Well, it's having control. It's say, I think it's taking control over your autonomic nervous system, which is your heart rate and your breathing and going in. And like Wim Hof, that's what he's saying you're doing when you're practicing, especially those breath holds. You're learning to gain control over your autonomic autonomic nervous system again i might have this wrong but this is like same stuff with like polyvagal theory and a lot of the somatic practices it's like this idea of um building that your polyvagal nerve and strengthening that so that you are operating in a higher frequency your body is energy and that they've proven this right and you're you know based on your heart rate variability you want good heart rate variability because when you have that everything aligns so you practice this through breathing exercises daily and you can do it without Wim Hof obviously but we found that we've had this app that we downloaded where it just walks you through these exercises and you're doing it with everyone like globally that's signed on at the same time and it tells you what your coherence score is and um and all it does is it's checking your heart rate and then it's checking your your rhythm and your consistency in your breathing is really what it's looking at is it's not looking at your breathing it's helping you breathe it's just looking at your heart rate it's just checking your hrv your heart rate variability that's true that's true because if it's up and down if it's if it's a pretty you know uh What are the peaks and valleys? Yeah. If they're consistent, that the higher your your yeah, I guess um, coherence. What score I want to is. say is yes. In order to achieve that, it's the consistent breathing yes. that helps yes. regulate your heart rate and keep it at a steady yes. rhythm, which then gets you to and a you, higher coherence score. And the breathing is which we've which I have talked to you about recently. It's the type of breathing where you're exhaling longer than you're inhaling because that is engaging more of the parasympathetic nervous system. So that's a critical piece of this, I believe, and. I noticed that like I'll be watching it and I'm like, okay, because they're like, you know, you want to try to get it at three or above. I'm like, oh, my God, it's only at one. But I'm doing the breathing pattern and then like by two minutes, I'm like, whoa, it spikes way up. So it's amazing to see how much to see that unfold in front of you on a screen, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough too. the breathing is. There's a little thing at the bottom, a little, it moves back and forth, you know, and uh-huh. to, to help you set a rhythm for your breathing. Yeah. But the the rate that it goes back and forth is a lot slower than even when I'm trying to breathe slowly. So it's like, you really have to think about it to get yourself in that rhythm. You got to follow it. Yeah. But it's, but it, but it's telling that right, sure enough, right around two minutes, my, my rate went way up, my mm-hmm. coherence. Does your score. heart rate drop too then? Do you notice that? I didn't, I I forgot to look. I don't think necessarily. I don't think it's just the consistency and the frequency. Okay. Um, and yeah. So then the idea too is that your brain frequency waves 
elevate, I think. I don't know. But then that's associated with more mental clarity. Um, you're more likely to be in the, I think they said alpha and theta states, which is just overall a less stressful space to be living your life in. So the more you do this and practice this, the better, <laughs> the more it happens naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's been fun. Yeah, it has. <laughs> I mean, it's been a challenge, but like anything else, it's setting aside the time to do it and it's being consistent with it. It's not a challenge. It's it. just setting aside the time to do it. Well, what I mean by that is like it's, yeah, I don't mean it's a challenge, but I just mean like it's setting aside, you know, five, ten minutes at a time to go through that. And like the Wim Hof ones, like you're breathing in and you're breathing that out. One's, like that one's intense. That's what, that's what, that's what I was saying was a challenge. The, yeah, the coherence one is not a challenge. The, the Wim mm-hmm. Hof one, though, it's like it takes effort for those few minutes that you're doing that mm-hmm. and then the breath hold you know and it increases each you know time and mm-hmm. oh you and can I, pause it if you want to hold your breath longer yeah, no, after no i thanks. did the one the one day i went up i asked i elevated to the next level i did four rounds and it was more intense and it was longer breath hold and basically you determine how long you hold your breath and you stop the clock when you can't take it anymore yes and i was like seriously buzzed after that one i was like what the hell i <laughs> like did that's somebody the just couch. That's how insert I was. a xanax directly into my veins like and it lasted for quite some time so i was like wow i can see the benefit of this like i did find because i did that one and i did it laying in bed but i noticed that i had and i didn't realize it at the time i had a pillow and i felt that that definitely restricted my airflow enough where trying to get good breaths and stuff versus laying completely flat. I noticed yeah. the difference there and feeling it from head to toe and yeah. really feeling through your whole body that blood flow. Yeah. Because you I, do feel it. Yep. I do think laying down for me made all the difference yeah. too rather than sitting up. Um, what else? What What else? <laughs> I don't know. I don't How How are you doing right now? Okay. You're doing okay? What do you mean? I'm just asking how you're doing. Okay. You're feeling under the Why? weather. So I was asking how you were doing. Yeah. I'm so pissed I got this. I I've had it one other time So in 2022. We stocked up on juices, cold-pressed juices, yeah. and different varieties, mm-hmm. and hopefully that helps. Yeah. Um, one thing I did, I did listen to a podcast this week called, uh, I've listened to it many times, but um, mm. Relationship Renovation. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Relationship okay. Renovation? Yes. Yeah. And one thing that they just had a short episode and they talked about every year they begin the year kind of like a new year's resolution but they come up with a word that's just kind of like a mantra for them to kind of like carry through the year and Mm -hmm. really for the relationship but then individually um just kind of holding on to that and having a reminder of like you know something to connect you but also like to think about how to grow Mm-hmm. you know, within yourself and then together as a couple. So oh. I think that that would be fun to come up with something for us. What did they give examples? Year. Of course they did. What were their examples? And I don't, re- I don't come remember. Come on, what. think of something. I, I know. You <coughs> see, I should have been prepared. I should have actually written something them down. This was a few days ago and I, and I sent you the episode. And then, of course, like, you know, a few days go by and totally forget. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, my God, I was, you know, like like you could say, let, let's just say connectedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be one that we just, you know, mm-hmm. a reminder to stay connected and that mm-hmm. is with each other. And then maybe that's just with ourselves too. Yeah. To re- re- you know, remind ourselves to, to check in with ourselves and be connected. Um, Reminding be... yourself to be, it sounds like what I'm hearing is like to keep re- reminding yourself or maybe even pulling yourself back into operating from a place of love over a place of fear. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and this isn't one of the words they had, but I'm just trying to think of something, um, and again, like humble or something like that, just a reminder to mm-hmm. yourself and, and how we talk to each other and how we deal with each other and listen to each other and respect each other is to, you know, do so humbly. And yeah, so it could be anything, but I do think that would be helpful. You know, last week I forgot about this actually when I was really trying to set my intentions on, cause again, you along with this whole heart coherence, the more you get into this world of, you know, seeking evolution and um, you just learn that it's all about your heart, your heart center, you know, your, your physical heart, but also the heart, spiritual heart. And there's this idea of, you know, my coach always says like, you're either, we're, we're out, we're only ever acting from a place of fear or a place of love. And obviously the, the goal is to operate in that space of love. And, you know, we're practicing strategies all the time to, to work towards that. Um, and I had like this visual when I was thinking about this idea of like, oh, what if I like actually, you know, have cancer right now? And just thinking about what the most likely scenario would be if I did and just, okay, that's gonna require some maybe surgeries or something. And in general, I know that I have sort of like a fearful relationship maybe with the medical world of distrusting. I think most people do. There's a lot of, there can be mm-hmm. a lot of distrust. Like what is the doctor not really saying? I mean, it's literally set up that way. Um, I'm not the only one that, <laughs> that said, of course not. noted I, this. Yeah, that standard But I had this like, I was just, just really kind of like really just trying to be intentional about being from this place, staying in the heart center and being guided by love and trust. And, um, I just had this image pop in my head where I'm like sitting in the room and like these, you know, medical people are telling like, like, like they're the care team or whatever. And it's like, it was so cheesy, but it was so, I was like, oh, I felt it at a cellular level, cellular level. Um, I felt it that deep though. And I was like, oh, I get this now. Okay. I just got a little, like a full glimpse into it and it just happened in an instant, but it was like the room was just lit up with white light and there were these people around me and there was just this exchange of energy of like, we're going to take care of you. And for me to fully trusting them, but also from a place of like, like telling them, like the energy was like, Hey, I trust you. Let me help you trust yourself. Like we're all in this together. We're all into healing together. This is, this is, that was like the ultimate feeling of just like love and connectedness with humanity. And I'm reading, you know, the, is it the Heart of Buddha book? Um, and there's continuing to get through that slowly because I'm taking notes. Um, and there was just this, this whole piece about like, you know, when you look at a flower, you, you reach a state where you don't just look at that flower and see a flower. You see the sun, you see the earth, you see the um, wa- rain and water, everything that has gone in to make that flower. Like it's all one, like we're all one. <laughs> and when I, it's like, intell- again, intellectually, like comprehending that is one thing, but then to actually feel it from your heart, I was like, oh, I don't think I had ever had that experience before. And it was just like a really peaceful feeling that like fell over me. And so now, like now I feel like, okay, I have a glimpse of that. Like I, you you can't, I mean, it, it takes work. I think the goal is to continue to work towards experiencing that all over as much as possible. So that just becomes the place from which you operate all the time. Love versus fear. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I mean, we all know how easy it is to fall into the fear trap because it's, it's easy. It's quick. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, love takes patience. It takes work to, I think, be in that state and feel that where 
the fear state is just this natural, our body that, you know, fight or flight, like something's going on here. Uh-oh, you know, mm-hmm. the alarms are going off. I need to do something well, about and it. And there's a desire for control. And yes, control is a the big, antidote big to that is that. complete surrender yeah. to just what is Yeah. in any given moment. And you find when you completely surrender, sometimes that's when you actually have the most control. Not totally because it's control, but it's because, yes, I'm letting go and I'm letting yeah. whatever is going to unfold, unfold. Yeah. I just can't I mean, and I think it's just funny, like you might have that experience at one point in your life and then time goes on and you kind of forget it. And then you find yourself in a world again where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to surrender. I forgot about that. I forgot how to do it. I forgot what that feels like or, you know, and then you find yourself doing it again. You're like, oh, how many times does the universe have to tell me this before I just know it all the time? Yeah. Well, and so your experience, obviously, you're, you know, leading up to what fortunately was nothing. But you had you had time to really think about that and ponder that and meditate about that and Mm -hmm. process that and think about that love thing, you know, the the idea of surrender. Yeah. Whereas the things that come up on the daily and you're confronted with them, you know, that's that's a, that's much harder in the moment to. Uh, yeah. Go well, to and the theory is too work. is like, this might seem contraindicated, but a lot of irony here, paradox. But like, you do get a bit motivated by fear to work towards <laughs> the space of love because, you know, the theory is. But then you truly can't experience it unless you. I mean, it, I, what I felt was not fake. I'm not saying it's it's permanent, but it was not fake. Um, but the theory here is is that like your body will be at its best to heal when it's in this complete space of surrender yeah. and loss of control and love, because when it's fixated on controlling outcomes and and fearful of potential outcomes, your body's now in overdrive and it doesn't have those additional resources to heal whatever else is going on that needs to heal Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah Yeah. and we've we've learned there's a lot of science behind that too i mean it's this isn't just theoretical you know spiritual mumbo jumbo that's like oh if you just it's like no this is actually proven through Mm -hmm. a ton of research about how your body operates and functions and where it functions best and when it's strongest and what that looks like and what that takes to get there yeah and there's certain emotional troubles that target certain areas of the body physically Mm -hmm. that lead to certain specific ailments ailments yeah they know that too i mean that they've known that since ancient times but they're proving that more and more Mm-hmm. with modern science, which is super cool. Yeah, super cool. <laughs> super cool. <clears throat> I don't remember how we got off on that. You were saying something. What was it? Well, I was talking about the coming up with a, a word, like a, a mantra or something, okay, and, yeah. and looking at humility or connectedness and... or love. or I mean, it can be some, something simple. It can be something a little bit deeper. It can be something a little bit more personal. But something that we can, again... Um, connect to throughout the year and just have mm-hmm. it that as, as a reminder of so did they just have here. one word or every year they said they just they it doesn't and they say it out loud or do they like write it down all over places like i mean do they have sticky notes all over their house or i know i haven't seen their house i'm not sure <laughs> they didn't but talk about that they just <clears> talked <throat> about coming up with it and they said you know sometimes it takes a little bit and they sit with it and and see what kind of resonates with both of them and you know i think there's so there's there's that piece of it which is going to be you know Mm-hmm. connecting and, and deciding on what this year is going to look like, what the focus, what to focus on this year. I think one of their words actually, I think might've been focus. Um, they said one year, but I don't, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, 
don't know if they write it down. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. all over the place. I don't know if it's just something <clears> that they <throat> mention to each other. And but then they they just talked about how you know they use that in different areas of their own lives individually and uh-huh. then together to kind of just kind of you know come back together. Yeah. And, and that's interesting. I mean, I've been doing that with the exception of yesterday, I, and I still need to today. God. Um, I Journaling, I've been doing religiously every day and, like, looking forward to it. It's just, like, it's like taking vitamins. It's just, I, I want it. Um, and that involves a lot of that, that, you know, that two-way love letter mm-hmm. that I talked about before. But yeah. to me, there's a lot of mantra involved in that. Yeah, and I have been terrible at that. And I find of that, of course I have, many reasons why. I love that you start everything with, and I've been terrible at that. <laughs> well, this is, this is, Except for pottery. He's like, tell him how I did. This honey. is a reflection honey, tell of him how I did. I find that when I get um, overloaded, overwhelmed, you know, at work or whatever else, that it's like, it's so much easier for things to come to a, a halt outside of that even, just like the working out and everything else. When you feel like you're, you're almost paralyzed in some ways where it's just like you get home and you're just, you just don't want to do anything. Just because it's like I have all this stuff to do. Where do where do I start? I don't even mm-hmm. want to do that. And so <clears> then it becomes where all of the things that I should be doing to keep myself grounded and, you know, healthy and moving forward. It's like those are easy things to, you know, forgo as well. Mm-hmm. So I need to – and that's why this this month, except for the last few days, like working out, I'm like, no, no matter how I feel, I'm going to go and I'm going to work out. And it's been great. And I know. So then these last – like, well, now it's been it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So – Three days off, and I'm, I'm going to do something today at least. But it's like I don't want to take another day We're off because back on it's track. yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. feels really good to get back on track, and it but it is a commitment. I've you know come home from work, it and is. like it's like almost an hour by yeah. the time you get ready and get set and work out mm-hmm. over, over an hour by you know shower and everything, and it's like it definitely cuts into. Well, we used to do that time. all the time, though. I mean, evening workouts were a thing, yeah. so it's kind of a nice throwback in a way. There's some nostalgia involved. Oh, I like for me, it. I think I like it, but I've done it even more than we did in the past it would be I, I was doing it I've been doing it almost every day this month up until the last few days I yeah. mean I did miss a couple but it was you know scattered uh, couple that I missed yeah. and for the most part it was almost every day I was doing something so I haven't had that level of um, I don't think I've ever committed to that level of working out yeah and some days might be you know a half an hour on the treadmill and that's it some days might be you know lifting some weights and doing a few other exercises and doing some treadmill you know, a shorter run or something. So yeah, not the most exciting topic, but it's a pretty exciting topic. What have you found like any revelations like through getting yourself back in a space where you're challenging yourself a little bit every day? Yeah. I I feel mentally, I feel better. Okay. I feel more energized. I feel like I have more in the tank. Um, I feel a little bit, a little more clarity, a little sharper. Mm -hmm. So a little bit more motivated in general. Yeah. So, yeah, there's honestly it's like and it doesn't take much, but there's a big shift in in that. Yeah. All the way around it's like, okay, this is this is good. This is you know, you don't feel like every day you're just going through the motions. It's getting yeah. your your heart rate up and your body moving and everything and just yeah. it's, makes you feel more alive. Especially this time of year where it's like this is yeah. the worst. It really does highlight I feel like at least for me the importance of like daily like working out intensively you know and i again like those peloton coaches they're so damn good like yeah. they're so the quality of their coaching is amazing um 
you just get off and you're like, yes. Like, well, that's what I told you is yes. I started taking the <laughs> iPad and we got the new treadmill last year, which has a screen on it and yeah. stuff. But I started and you can sync it with Bluetooth to the iPad. So yeah. I've been doing the Peloton treadmill workouts. Um, yeah. From there. Because you tried the workouts that they provide they do and have you some, said they were they very They do lame. have some classes and they just. They don't it, compare. They don't compare. You pay it's, for what you got. You got what you pay for? Yes, exactly. I don't know who they partnered with to create the content for it. It just seems like it's obviously maybe a smaller outfit um, to course. get some streaming content. And that at some point, they'll probably, you know, start charging just, for it. But it's like, it's just the built in. You can't compare with Peloton so. coaching when it comes right. to this whole virtual world of yeah. exercise programs. I, I'm well, sorry. It's a, There's no it's, comparison. It's a behemoth. And so they get the best of the best. Yeah. And they, their production quality and everything that they've got, their amazing. music selection, you no, know, the but licensing even, they have. So it's like... I mean, their coaches know what to say. They yeah. know when to say it. It's it's beautiful. It's this, it's a piece of art in and of itself. Wow. It's an emotional experience. I it haven't really is, cried though. this week, but it's not unlikely to cry on one of their rides. Yeah. Like, and you're not alone in that. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I'm not. I <laughs> I don't really cry too. Okay, I was gonna say. But you do. You on like the Facebook, you know, Peloton forums and stuff. People will talk about certain rides and like, uh-huh. oh my god, I was bawling at the end of it. I mean, people really. Yeah. You know, it just takes you to a place that just gets you really centered uh-huh. and connected with yourself, and just there's there's a lot to it. Yes. Yeah. I think okay. and you're pushing yourself to the limits physically, mm-hmm. and then you have that experience, and you're getting the the coaching and the words of wisdom, and just mm-hmm. this this feeling behind. I mean, it's it's powerful. Yep. Um, they're wise. They're wise individuals. Yeah. Um, and creative. So also, um, I was gonna say one thing that I have also really stuck to. I feel is so critical is getting outside and going on a walk. I try to do that almost every single day, no matter how cold it is. And to me, the payoff there too is pretty priceless. Like you can't, like I get back and I'm like, oh, that was so good. Yeah. You don't do that though. Well, I do it with you a lot of times. We haven't done it in the last yeah. few days. We walked downtown yesterday, which is a short no. walk. It's not the same as going to the cemetery. Yeah. But I, w- I do want to add this because that's what I mean. It's getting to the cemetery. Yes, but Engaging. even just out, even just outside the fresh air, the cold air. I mean, it there is, it, it, but yeah. Well, for me though, it's a mindset. So just yeah. walking to, to to downtown to run an errand is different than, you know, intentionally taking time to connect with nature. Right. Right. We did last Sunday. We got to go ice skating. That's what I also wanted to say. Okay. And we, the lake froze for about three days, maybe total. <laughs> yeah. And it was thick. And there was yeah, the it was per- extremely most cold. perfect, huge ice rink cleared off right off the shore where mm-hmm. normally we have to clear something off. Or maybe there's a small rink cleared off like in the middle, not in the amazing. middle of the lake, but like you have to walk out there a ways to get there. And this was like perfect and it was huge. And the ice was really good i mean it wasn't perfect but it was really good it was amazing and uh yeah for a whole day we got a whole day out there (laughs) ice fishermen were out there and everything and then it melted (laughs) then it's been raining and crappy and warmer all week so and i don't expect it to change like i don't expect it to freeze again anytime there's nothing in the forecast yeah and that we can it's gonna be in the 30s all and that's not going to be enough at this point no. So unless we have another deep freeze that we did, I'm yeah. impressed that it froze as fast as it did. I mean... I heard from other people in different lakes, um, like at work and stuff, were saying that they were shocked. They were like, they said we had eight inches of ice where the week yeah. before we had none. It's and every, all of a sudden everybody's it was like, saying boom, that. it just everybody, instantly... So that made me feel hopeful for another opportunity because yep, yep. it got that cold. So, um, yeah. And 
I mean, I don't know how to ice skate, but I love well, ice skating. You know how to ice skate. <laughs> you're, 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 you're no, you're no uh, Amber Glenn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm no. Well, or am I? Or am I? I don't think so. We got a text from a family member last night that <laughs> or, or it was a picture of her, might be. and she was being interviewed by somebody, and it was the back, the back um, perspective of the interviewer, but it looked eerily close to my mom and I, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, look!" and we're laughing about that. But I don't watch ice skating. Whatever. It's, it's was it the Olympics that are on that they were talking. I don't even know. I don't follow sports. Was the national championships or what? I don't. I don't really. I think but it's it a was national championship she, or something, um, whatever competition they have. So, but anyways, I did go to her Instagram page because she had some really cool performances that were just like mesmerizing to watch to like hip hop music and stuff. And she's really good. And I'm like, oh, I wish I had that kind of talent. I could do that with my body. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'd love to be an instrument in that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to, yeah. Go, to go back, so we did we did turn the TV on and we were kind of in and out of there. We were listening to some music and then we were, we didn't actually get to see her skate because she skated later. Right. But was just watching these it's like these kids are you know 16 years old skating she's in her 20s but the amount of talent they have and for being that young is just mm-hmm. i mean that's dedication and that's commitment but also like it's amazing what they can do yeah and i and we both talked about it do you think i that, look like her um a little bit no I mean, not a little bit not even at all, at all jim so through this text exchange last night. We gonna let me finish. Yep, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. You can. Yeah, I thought you were done. I was trying. I thought I was rescuing you. I thought you were like at a loss. So if you're not. Go no, ahead. what all I was going to say was that we talked about it growing up. For some reason, I remember like when the, you know, ice skating came on for the Olympics or anything else, the figure skating, like we all, I felt like we all watched it. Like it was kind of a big deal. Uh-huh. And obviously as we've gotten older, like we don't watch ice skating at all. Don't even think about it or anything else. But you also, as you know, a kid in the eighties, like it was kind of a big deal in your house too. Yes, it was. I don't know why, but for some reason my mom was like always into it, but there was this movie on HBO called Ice Castles. It came out in 79. We had to look this up because I remember watching it. I was very, very little. And, um, I just loved the movie. Um, did you ever say you saw it or no? The name's familiar. I couldn't tell you if I saw it or not. Though. No, I'm trying to remember. I think she was blind. Um, but anyways, she was a blind figure skater. Okay. I. Anyways, okay. my mom used to always say, <laughs> I think that I was going to look like her. I always thought that you would look like her. And then I didn't. So I was just kind of teasing my mom last night. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember when you used to say that you had always hoped I would look like her and I don't. <laughs> she was like. But I look like Amber Glenn, apparently, instead. No, but she was like, oh, but you're still you're still pretty, <laughs> whatever she said. <laughs> that was just funny exchange. That was funny. Scenario, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. What about Blades of Glory? Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> of course I've seen Blades of Glory. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous movie. Like every one of those movies, like Eurovision. And uh-huh. I mean, yeah, but yeah. pretty funny, though. Yeah. Yeah. You're a good ice skater. You got the moves, you know, being a sensor and all. Well, a sensing I can person. stay on my feet. You're in touch. I'm okay. You're in touch. I can't do any cool, really cool world. tricks. I can do a little bit of a hockey stop and I can skate backwards and stuff. But like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you, not, you would, if you had lessons, you'd be able to do all that stuff. Maybe. Pretty quickly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. 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 <sighs> I grew up when we had a lake down the street. We used to go out and play hockey a lot. Yeah. I don't want to say a lot, but. 
that was always fun. Then we played rollerblade hockey, obviously, once rollerblades on became popular. On the water. <laughs> in the summer. And I and I feel like we kind of didn't go to the lake as much, but I remember going down there and, and playing ice hockey, and there was a, a place in town that would, like, sharpen skates and stuff like that, and you can get used skates um, from the hardware store, actually, Rollison's, which is now in business, but it was a big store in downtown Brighton. Um, they had a section with ice skates. But I remember that we'd go down there and play, and there was always, like... I was, you know, probably in my, I don't know, 10 years old or something. And then like the teenagers in the neighborhood would be down there and they'd really be, you know, playing like more serious hockey. Uh huh. And it's like, you know, wanting to go play and be part of that. And I remember getting hit in the ankle once with a puck and that hurt like hell. I was like, okay, yeah, this kind of sucks. I don't like this. Yeah. Because we didn't have pads or anything. We were just out there in skates, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do much figure skating as a kid. It was more, you know, um, I had, lame hockey. But. I feel like when I was really little, like, our whole family had ice skates. They did, Most things happened before I was old enough to appreciate anything of anything. Like, they did fun things. Like, my parents would, like, do the fun stuff. <laughs> like, it all ended by the time I was five. Um, but I had those double-bladed ice skates, I remember. Okay. Like, we all had ice skates. Were those for balance? I'm trying to remember Probably. Now. Yeah, they're for little okay. kids. They yeah. were for little. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. like, literally okay. four years I old. I do remember I those. And I remember there was a ice skating rink and, like, going there a couple times and, like, getting hot chocolate. And they had a toboggan run and going down the toboggan run. It was, like, some of my, like, I think maybe it happened once. <laughs> I remember it. Like, it was yesterday. It was such a fond memory. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Once? Yeah. Maybe we went more than once. I don't know. But I just have one memory of going ice skating and getting hot chocolate and going down the toboggan and it was pretty scary <laughs> that was fast i know we haven't even gone sledding yet this year i know we should have gone but we didn't we went ice skating no. instead yeah but we'll have time to go sledding i think that will happen i think that will happen yeah so what do you have there um i was wondering where is the number one place you want to go before you die and why wow that's a random random thing to ask me yeah um I don't have I I'd have to really think about that. I don't think I have a number one. I have a number of places I would like to go, but I honestly anywhere. I just I love traveling. Of I course, love seeing no new places. No opinion, Jim. Pick no, a place. I, that, that, no, we're not. You're not getting out, <laughs> weaseling out of this one, and it's got to be the best place. So be wise with your choice here. Um, I would actually like to. I mean, I want to go to Ireland and stuff, but that seems too easy because. And I've been to Ireland before, so I'm going to pick someplace else like Fiji or the Maldives. Why? Um, I Just to, you know, they've got those like uh, little rooms or cabins on the water and just like the water's crystal clear and just to kind of get away. So what do you like about that? And I don't know. It just looks amazing. It looks beautiful. It looks like untouched. It just, it's just pure nature it looks like. And it looks like it would be a place just to go and completely relax and get away from everything and just truly unwind. So you just want to get away from everything. That's your goal. You asked me one place. I'm telling you a place. And I asked you why. Yeah. And, I'm, and you're telling me why. Yeah. I think, I think, to, I think that would be a, a perfect place to go and try to, like, I would love to go there with you and just connect with you and me. And I would actually like to meditate and do yoga and just feel like we're just there like there's there's no no distraction i think that that would be really cool no distraction Mm -hmm. you know what i mean well what are your distractions here what aren't my distractions here (laughs) there's a million distractions here you know and i can say that because i but at the same time i would say we could go to you know the coast on ireland too and 
have the same type of totally different scenery but the same type of experience too where i think like you can get away and get out into a small town and just be in nature too and and have that same type of okay i just feel like going to you know i would love to go back to italy i would like to go along the you know the amalfi coast in italy or uh you know uh some other place on the mediterranean i think would be incredible but i just feel like that's a little bit more chaotic and there's there's more going on. So someplace just kind of removed, but not, okay. not, yeah, I don't know. What about you? Do you have a place that you like, I, would say a number I don't. one place? I'm not answering that question. <laughs> oh, sh- shocking. Um, shocking. I don't, and I, I don't know why, but for some reason I've just always just, I, for some reason I, there's just something in me that wants to go to Ireland. Like I've always wanted mm-hmm. to experience that. So I don't know why. See, and I guess that was, for me, that was kind of the easy choice, but I feel like we're going to figure it out and we're going to go in the next couple of years. Like we're going to do that. So then I'm like, mm, that can't be like my, my ultimate dream place because we're going to, we're going to do that soon. It has to be something like a longer, I don't, it doesn't make sense, but I'm just saying like, that's kind of where I was at with that. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to know what the definition of Rudy is according to Urban Dictionary? <laughs> You're going to tell me. We were talking. Right? We were we were having fun with Urban Dictionary yeah. last night, and I just realized we never looked up Rudy. We never have we ever looked up Rudy. No, I said I just realized we never oh, looked up Rudy. Know. I thought you meant last night we didn't look up Rudy. Okay. Um. Okay. So Rudy, the perfect boyfriend, the best a girl could ever have. Even if you're upset, he'll always manage to cheer you up despite any arguments you may have. Things will always stay strong with Rudy. He's gorgeous, sweet, funny, charming, and just overall perfection. His jokes will always make you giggle, and he'll turn your bad day into one of your best days. He's the most gorgeous boy in the world, and his beautiful eyes could look into... Wait... He's, he's the most gorgeous boy in the world and his beautiful eyes you could look into forever. They charm you and make you fall in love with him all over again. When he sings to you, <laughs> even his little rap songs, he'll make you tingle inside and always cheer up your spirits. In conclusion, Rudy is the most perfect guy ever. If you ever meet a Rudy, you'll understand what I mean. I love you, Rudy. What do you think about that? I, w- I would agree with the handsomest boy and the eyes part of that, looking into his eyes. Oh my God, if Rudy could speak, he'd totally be that boy that would start singing to you a little rap <laughs> a songs little rap song. to cheer you up. But he That's can't, totally but Rudy. But he can't speak, so. That totally, it's totally him. Yeah. He is, he is pretty damn handsome. <laughs> he gets pretty spot on. There's have... not a person that has not met him and then is not taken by the fact that they like him. And it's like, none of, no one can even explain it. They're just like, oh my God, he's so cute. Mm-hmm. It's he his is personality so is just overwhelming. It's so there you know <laughs> yeah and he's just standing here next to me right now yeah he's getting groomed on monday Thank so God. i like him now because he's a big ball of matted fuzz yeah they're gonna have to shave him again which is gonna be disappointing <laughs> they have to shave him every time yeah. it just, it, i mean unless i took him weekly they would say oh he's got to be oh, shaved look at that i have to i have to trim his ear Why? he's been chewing on his ear hair it's so long so it gets what? in his mouth and he's he sits going to the groomer you're not gonna do that it's gross i like to chew on my hair it's not gross. Really? What? It's part of your body. Why does that gross? It's the noise he makes when he's doing it. Well, yeah, the constant, that's gross. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. <coughs> First exactly. of all, I don't chew my hair anymore. But when I was a kid, I did. I don't know why people. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, it's gross because it's, it's speci- I don't care. He's a dog. If he chews his hair, like that's not. A, that's just the noise they make when they're doing like mm-hmm. chewing on their nails or. That, that, I mean, like ugh, the, the noise that Lou makes. I don't... Yeah, so it's awful. 
Lou like has Lou sounds a, like he's masturbating. <laughs> he does sound exactly like and it's coming. How does that happen? It's his in the sound he's making is through his nose and throat, which I've never heard a dog make that sound. It's, it's so like, bad. <laughs> and he's like But it's like Oh no, there's like it's squishy like, lub- lubricants happening. I don't know what's going on. It is on so it, loud. Terrible. And he's like deaf, so like you yell at him to stop and he doesn't hear you. So then you have to like startle him. Yeah. Into reality, so he'll stop. Clap loudly, or, or <coughs> yeah, you can't just call his name. So he's had a new lease on life. I mean, he's had periods of rallying for sure. Yeah. But this one's been going strong for about thirty days. I don't. I he's slowing I'm like, down. What the fuck, dude? He is slowing down. Can't you just sleep all day again like you used to? He parks all the time now. I'm he like, does. You're that part's a nuisance. that part's annoying. But the way and he's fighting him, with Rudy. Yeah, watching him get up though now, it's it's getting. I feel bad. I think he's getting worse from that aspect. His mobility is getting worse. I've noticed that. Like trying to get him up and out of his crate. Like usually in the he's morning, I like let that. him out, and he'd be like, you know, he'd at least uh-uh. get up and want to go out. Now it's like. No. Come on. If he's in, get out. If you get, get him out. in the right sleep, he can't get up. Trust me, I also let him out multiple times a day and he has more cheer and vigor in him than I've ever seen. He'll dart okay. to the door and I'm like, "What? Who is this guy?" Well, I ha- I'm going to attribute that and I can't prove it, but when we got Rudy, they gave us uh, you know, a skin and coat little treat. Um, yeah, but you bo- haven't been giving bottles. that to him lately. So to Lou, Lou? Mm-hmm. you told yeah. me you ran out and you stopped. It was like no, I, have, I actually have one left. I did stop All for right. like three days, Whatever. but I was we had giving him a whole him conversation to him. about it. Oh, now you're changing your story because yeah. you're like it's been like two weeks. I love how you always change. I your did story. forget, but there was a, there were a couple left, so I started giving him to him okay. again. But what I'm telling you is he was super zesty when yes. you weren't giving them to him, and I kept yeah. and you're like I'm not even giving those to him right now, and I was I, like, well, yeah. that's strange. I just think that they have a lasting impact on him, don't I mean? Because they've got the chondroitin and glucosamine. And stuff which are good for that one's a hip and joint one and so i have a feeling it's maybe it is just like you give them like one daily or two daily but maybe it lasts a little while so maybe there is a, a lingering benefit from it i don't know mm-hmm. either way he definitely like pepped up and mm-hmm. yeah annoying because now so. he goes outside and he runs along the fence line oh and barks, barks and you can't get him back dog. in whereas for the longest time he would just go outside walk down the steps take a shit or urinate somewhere and then walk back up to the deck and just sit there uh-huh. and stare out at the world in a trance yes. for a little bit. <laughs> like he's completely And then he'd start zone. barking into the air and that was our signal that and he wanted go, to come in. snap your fingers and he'd like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Come back in, like just hobble over the door and come back in yeah. and lay down again. That one day when he was like fully like, I'm like, Lou, crate, because, you know, he knows he loves his crate. It's his favorite place. But he's like, he's like, okay. So he walks up to it. You know, he fully like steps over the little lip of the crate, like nudges around to turn his body, you know, because he knows the space is limited. So he has this little thing where he's like turning his body to face outward again. And he plops down and it's, but he's not in his crate. He was next to his crate. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, dude. (laughs) He's, he's also in the past, you could tell him to go in his crate. And even if his door was closed but not locked he would use his paw and he'd open the door up and he'd go in his crate i forgot about and that and he'd be totally fine yeah now he'll walk into the crate next to where the door is the yeah. door can be open or closed That's what I just instead said. of i know but he'll trying to go in it he'll walk into it what you're saying is he went next to oh, it and yeah, laid yeah. down like okay. he just yeah, like yeah. he's like he's trying to go in it and he just like runs into yeah. the side of it and it's like <laughs> wow okay but uh-huh. the vet claims he can still see just fine, and the way he barks oh, at things outside like, they sure keep feels he's got like lots he of life can. left. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yep, fifteen and still kicking. 
Uh, yeah, it's interesting to watch him and Rudy's dynamic, though, because I think at first we were like, Rudy's picking on him, you know, and it was this whole thing where I think Rudy got to the point where he's like, fuck you guys. It's not me. It's him. Did you not hear what he just said to me? Did you not hear what he just said to me? And I've been observing them. And it's definitely Lou is instigating a lot of shit with Rudy. And I'll get I'll yell at Rudy and like make him leave the room. Because I feel like he's bullying Lou. But then Lou will chase after him and start shit again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he'll sit there and he'll bark at yeah. Rudy and like kind yeah. of bite at him. But he makes it sound like Rudy's biting at him first. Yeah. Which plenty of times Rudy does. <laughs> can I say? It's, it's the way it works. Yeah, Rudy's Rudy's me. He takes after me for sure. He's more my personality. Aggressive? <laughs> no, he's no, not at all. He's we He's totally related to me. Look at him. He's constantly trying to get attention from me because he's like, you're ignoring me. He's got an insecure attachment to you, just like I do. And I give him attention all the time. Like, stop giving him attention. I'm over here. Stop giving him attention. Yeah. We both get jealous and fight over your attention. I am only one person. I don't know how I'm supposed to give everyone attention all the time and then take care of myself, too. Yeah. It's hard to do. That's hard to do. Figure it out. I figured it out. Did you? Uh Uh-huh. Jim, what does being happy mean to you? (sighs) Wow. It's a deep question. You just pulled that out of the out of the thin air out of thin air. Out of thin just air. Like, thin air. Boom. What is being happy mean air. to you? I don't like um, you know, I I I don't think there's a good simple answer for that, but I think it really is just um Rudy. <laughs> you you wanna snip you wanna get on air here? Is that what you're trying to do? Um I think it's figuring out how to be humble, how to stay connected to yourself, how to um have an open heart. I think I don't know exactly. Wrong. And eh, you want me to give you the right answer? Just well, kidding. You can try. Well, you know what? They all the all of the greats, all of the people that have attained full enlightenment. Enlightenment would say, or and even the greatest philosophers in the world. It's similar to what you said, but quite simple. It's just like when what you say, what you do, and what you feel are aligned. Um, or another way said, heart coherence. Like everything is in sync everything is aligned there's harmony I in would, all the ways in which I you are would agree with that okay that's a better way to say <laughs> what i was trying to get to with descriptive words on how to get there maybe versus being there okay to show what that looks like yeah i think it's just being truly maybe comfortable is not the right word but yeah just feeling knowing who you are and feeling who you are when they when you're in alignment mm-hmm. like that coded for love not fear Coded, coded, coded for love, not fear. Yes, yes. I've got one for you. In what ways are you controlling? Do you think? In what ways am I controlling? That you've observed. We're all controlling. I'm in all stubborn. The ways, but... I'm very stubborn. Stubborn. When I have an idea of something that I want, I get stubborn about it. That's. I think that, and I may be wrong on that, but if I have self awareness around it, that's the one thing I would say is that I am self aware when I get stubborn and I'm pushing for something that I want. And don't want to let that go because I feel like it's the right choice, mm-hmm. the right thing is that I have I have a really hard time. And I have done that numerous times mm-hmm. being with you. Or like, or if you do like, give me my way and it turns out like it didn't go as planned, you like blame it on me and get all upset. And you shouldn't, this isn't what I wanted to do, blah, blah, blah. Which, I mean, all people do that, mm-hmm. but that's where that shows up for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, and that, that there's, <clears throat> that's, there's so many layers to that, too. Because it's like you didn't trust me and, you know, I went along with what you wanted and I gave up on what I, you know, there's, there's, it's, a, yeah. but yeah, I think that that's the biggest way that I'm controlling is that I'm, I'm stubborn and I want to, when I have an idea of what I want, I want, 
I want what I want. Do you do you think that you are concerned with other people's feelings? Do you try to control other people's feelings? Well, I think about anything like maybe maybe their narrative, maybe their opinions, maybe their how they view you. Like, do you find yourself trying to control those things? You do. Yes, I don't. You know, you know, I would say that I don't know that I find myself in some way. The the end result is that I'm trying to control those things because I don't I don't like that narrative whether I don't find it I don't think it's fair I don't think it's true I don't whatever but I wouldn't say like you know right off the bat I'm trying to control that part of it necessarily I'm not trying to control like if you you know you say whatever you you think something of me or something Uh and like I'm not trying to control that but I do have a problem if it feels like well, I don't like that. I don't like what you said. And also I disagree with it. So I want, yeah, I I don't want you to think get you, to see my perspective I don't on that. think that you actually do enough of that. So I don't think that you have control in those areas or desire control in those areas. Okay. I was going to say, I don't I think, think so. I think if I compared you against the general population, you agree with the stubbornness. Um, I don't see you necessarily going out of your way to control another person's inner world um, or... Which would, you know, be like, what do they think of me or what do, what is their opinion on this matter? Like, you don't care what other people's opinions are on a matter, I don't think. Well, I do. I I will say I do. But I think that that's where stubbornness gets in the way. It's because I do care what they think. Unfortunately, (laughs) if I'm, if I, if I have something where I have my mind made up, then me listening to that. Sometimes I can get in my own way and I'm listening to hear what their opinion is so that I can try to maybe reshape that opinion to be like, well, what about this? Have you considered this to shape the narrative to go my way that I want? And so I yeah, think that that's I'm just an saying area. like as when you compare against the general population, I don't know that it's glaringly like controlling. And I don't like like, for example, like too, like if you were I think it, I don't know, I feel like a lot of times it comes back to like more like you don't want to be controlled. So you'll be like, I don't care what this person's political opinions are. Like, I don't care. It doesn't, I have no desire to shape anybody else's political opinions. But if somebody tries to shape mine or yeah, if somebody tries to control mine, now I'm just going to just retreat and lie to them or whatever I have to do to get out of this conversation because I don't want to have to deal with that so does that make sense but i so that was that stubbornness i think that shows up there too maybe and that's that control of like you're not going to control me i'm oh steadfast on this definitely but i don't know that you spend a lot of time trying to control others i don't think i do i really don't i i I don't think i i don't think i spend a lot of time trying to control others and i will say what i was talking about is trying to get them to see my narrative and stuff it's like more it's not a control thing it's not about control it's that that you're not going to change my mind Right, right. Okay. But I've been, I guess that's the point is, as I've gotten older, I've been trying to be more open-minded about that because I found, I find myself being able to be like, oh, if I actually listen with an open mind, then I'm more likely to be like, oh, okay, I didn't think about that. You're right. I got, I, my stubbornness gets in my way of right. telling myself that this is the way it's go- it right. needs to be. Right. When you surrender. Yeah. Now, to possibilities. There are a lot of things I'm wrong on, for sure. Uh-huh. But a lot of times when I do have a strong opinion on something, not always right, but there are uh-huh. a lot of times where I think I'm, I do a pretty good job at vetting that out through my own process. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before. I, accuracy is your strong Accuracy, suit. yes. Not perspective. 
but accuracy. But accuracy. <laughs> and perspective is my strong suit, uh-huh. and accuracy is not. Not exactly. Those are two difficult things <laughs> it was just to so funny. mesh together. And I thought that we were supposed to go to Lansing last night to meet with friends <laughs> oh my from my old job, and we were driving out there, and I'm like, um, "This is really foggy. I think we should turn around." And um, we did. And so then I texted them and I'm like, I'm not going to make it, guys. Like, it's way too foggy, but please let me know next time. I'd love, you know, love hanging out with you guys. And my friend writes back, it's not today, weirdo. And I was like, what? And then you were so mad at me because it was so typical of me. So I went back and I read her message and she said, Friday the 2nd. And I'm like, oh, I didn't. I stopped reading after Friday. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, mm-hmm. don't mind me. I'm just always more of a big picture type of girl you know mm-hmm. details details yeah it it, <laughs> it was a long week this past <clears throat> week and it was like we're gonna drive yeah. almost an hour to get there get home basically turn around and leave again and go an hour in the opposite direction or 45 minutes whatever and it's foggy really foggy i'm like it's okay i can i mean it's yeah. not that bad but it, it did get worse as we were driving it was really bad but um <laughs> glad it didn't go because then i yeah, woke up this morning i would have been so, i would have been so pissed if we drove all the way there and oh my god because i told you the, yeah. the place that we were going to meet at is great to have drinks with friends but like you and i aren't going to get there and the two of us are going to hang out and oh no like no we're gonna yeah yeah so but then you're all it's an hour and 20 minutes i'm like jim when I used to work out there, do you think I drove an hour and 20 minutes to work every day? And if I did, thanks for never acknowledging no, that hardship. No, I did. I, no, the, it's 45 minutes. The place that they were going, <laughs> I thought, was it's different than some of the other places. Okay, that you were still I was totally wrong. wrong. I was wrong. You were totally wrong, think, speaking of which. Okay. You had a hard time okay. with that one. What's something you do because you love me and not because you enjoy it? Ooh, do I do anything because I love you? And no. I no. Sex. I, um. I knew you were going to say I, I was like, oh, that's the one thing she's going to say. No, is, that's, that's the, mean. That's the typical. That was the. Of course uh, it is. What was, what's the word I'm looking for? But that was the standard response. Um, mm. Let's see. Something that I do that I don't enjoy doing, but I do it because I love you. Yeah. <laughs> this is, is going to be hard for this you. Is this is going to be really hard for you. I think it would be making food and grocery shopping. I hate those things. You make food because you're hungry. Taken, no, but I've taken most of that burden on. And I know that we, like, because every time we order something, like, you have to order <laughs> But But um, that's been an area of contention. But um, I have more taken on that role. And I hate it. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I fold all your laundry for you. But I don't I do not do that because I love you. I do that because I want control over your closet <laughs> space. Exactly. What you know what I mean? Yes. So, but that one, I would say I do because I love you. I find that. Okay. What were you thinking? Well, I wasn't thinking anything. <laughs> I, so I asked you the question because I'm like, I don't know that there's anything you do just because well, you Well, I don't love know me. that I could say the same in reverse. Uh, I make you coffee every morning. Well, is that because you love me or is that because I make you? <laughs> you make me because I love you and therefore I do it. If I didn't love you, I'd be like, go make your own fucking coffee. I'm not going to make it for you. But regardless of... Whatever mood I'm in, whatever we've gone through, whatever comes up. And sometimes I actually am like, I, know. I get up and I'm like, I'll make you coffee this and morning. You know but a lot of times I'm like, in no, your no, d- when your you're a dick about coffee. it, I say thank you because I love you, no. not because I want to. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, no. I mean, that's a simple thing. I do a lot of things for you because I love you, not because you're I want also, to. You're also, I mean, I'm not trying to use this as an excuse, but you're just one of those people that just won't ask people to do things for you. But then you cry that nobody mm-hmm. does anything for you, and it's this whole thing. And then you're like, that's so, you never asked me, and then I ask you, you're like, I'm not going to do that. So, so no. Let's be honest. But then I do. It's because I love you, not because I okay. want to. Like, you know, 
changing the trash. I could very easily just let that go. You know, we could do the trash can Jenga thing. I could do that, but I don't because I'm like, oh, uh, and I'm going to go and I'm going to take care of it. Take care of it. I'm going to go. I frequently will clean up the outdoors for you. You, You're saying normally you take the trash all the way out to the trash can? And the recycling, I do all that. Okay. Because it's usually stacked up on the deck and then I take it out sometimes pieces at a time. It's a 50. That's a, I, first of all, a lot of times I take it straight out there, but if it's like wet out and I don't have my shoes or whatever. And which is fair. I don't, but I will, when I leave, then I go grab it too. What else do I do? I need more things. (laughs) What else do you do? Uh huh. For you. I keep a clean house, sort of. Yeah. Because of your own OCD. (laughs) Yeah. But like, um, you do my laundry, but that's not again. I just that's that. for you. I know, I know. That's the that's the I one thing I'm it. like. That's the one thing that genuinely I'm like. Oh, I appreciate that. I love that. Like that because I hate doing that. That's one of those chores that I hate doing. And I'll do laundry. I'll to bring it up and down, and I'll do your laundry. I'll do my laundry yeah. and wash it and dry yeah. it. But we've already talked about this. I know that. But I'm just saying that is that is honestly one thing that I'm like. I love that you do that. Yeah, and I also like tell you things that you need to follow up on and take care of because I love you because otherwise I would just, if I didn't love you, I would lose my temper. You mean the same phone calls you could make to various people? To get no, but like things like, no, I do. I don't. I'm Joe. I'm giving you a hard time but right now. Like, I mean, there's a lot of truth in it. I would but. say, I, I feel like when it comes to the kids and things that need to be followed up on with them, I am. I'm tuned into what needs to be taken care of. Oh, you're much more on top of that, obviously. And if I had to be tuned in and telling them, that would not be okay. I would feel like, why aren't you doing Mm -hmm. like paying attention to what needs to be done? Why don't you tell them? So how we've divided that up is that I'm paying attention to what needs to be taken care of, Mm -hmm. and you go tell them what they need to take care of. See, and I look at some of that, and this is where you and I butt heads because I'm like, well, that's partly a function of your work schedule versus my work schedule and your commitments outside of you know the house and the other I stuff. I totally disagree. Right. You're a messy person. I, we've had this conversation here so many times. You you make, when you do dishes, the kitchen gets messier in the process of doing dishes. <sighs> do y'all hear that? Only, I do dishes. Only you do make dishes. that happen. Not usually. I mostly do the dishes, which is multiple mm. times a day. Nobody does dishes in this house but me. And me. Um, but what I'm talking about is like they their their rooms are disgusting. And mm-hmm. I will like... I'm sorry, but like I can't just pretend that I don't see that or know that no, that's that there. Fine. I can't just close the door and say, "Oh, sorry." No, I know. Like, <clears throat> that one's I feel fair. like I've delegated that all the boys stuff to you. Yep. But the daughter, I'm all over her. I'm like, "You need to do this." She's the easiest. Her room is clean. She actually cleans it. She takes it's her trash out. She does. Not, it gets gross sometimes. It does, but she also is more like you in that way, where she's like, when it does get gross, she would actually, I think, if you didn't say anything. Oh, she does. She would come back around and she would take care oh, of it. Oh, yeah. So, she but does. there is a, sometimes it's like, all right, no, you can do it now just because that's the way this is going to work. But, yes. Yeah. Yes. We're a good team. Um, we're a good sure. Team. We're no, a good we're not. team. Don't lie. We're a good team. <laughs> we are not a good team. You just don't know we're a good team. I don't know we're a good team, but we're a good team. And you really break it down and you think about our roles and what we do, even though we might bitch about them to each other mm-hmm. um, about who should do what. But we do cover a lot of ground and we do stay on top of things. Between the two of us, yeah, pretty well. I've had a couple of friends say to me that, like, and I do think that you—it's easy to get ugh, so off focus. But they've said to me, like, what you and Jim have is like everything I want. Like, please have some gratitude for that. And I'm like, that's probably pretty. That's that's true. <laughs> 
What do you mean? It's probably true. No, but like literally. You know what I mean? It like when you true. can get you can get so like irritated mm-hmm. over the small little things that drive you crazy about somebody, and then it's not like I don't know that, but like to have somebody point it out to you. Yeah. It's, it's nice like, to it's nice to kind of have you know a what? That's different so, perspective. That's so right, and I yeah. so important to spend more time in the gratitude. It's true. It's true well, because especially I think with our situation being in a blended family and where there's a lot of chaos and it's I'm not organized. You're very organized in that way, and so our personalities clash and everything else. It's so easy to get wrapped up in what each of us does doesn't do right for the other. Mm-hmm. That's so easy to go to that place mm-hmm. when you're feeling overwhelmed and you're, you know, there's, again, it's just so much going on. And so, yeah, being able to step back from that and have somebody kind of like, not just totally on the outside, somebody that knows you that actually maybe has, you know, spent some time with us and it's like, they see all of it. Right. You know, and that is, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Well, I think because it's, it's real, mm-hmm. you know, we're never not real in front of people either. Yeah. You know, which a lot of people don't like. Those it's aren't true. my people. Those aren't my people. Exactly. It's, yeah. <laughs> some, some people don't like that. And it, I mean, yeah, I don't like it sometimes either. But at the same time, it's like, but I do, I do appreciate it. Yeah. But you, you're part of that realness. So how are you, what do you, you don't like, you don't like your own realness. What do you mean? You just said we're real. And then you said, well, sometimes I don't like No, I, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> being real is messy. And so being messy in front of other people can be uncomfortable, but it's also real. And so that's what I'm saying is like there's this – there's this, and I'm not saying we're like – we're not those people that sit there and yell at each other in front of people. And it's not like that at oh, all. Oh, yeah. We, we'll go back and forth. We bicker. We'll go back. We'll bicker. bicker we'll, we'll bicker. But I'm just saying it's not like we're – it's not like we're out of control in front of other people is my point. It's uh-huh. not – I'm just saying it's it, – but we will be real like that. And I'm just saying sometimes it's like I get un, I get a little uncomfortable with that, but it's like who cares? We're, we're, no, there's no reason why we're not being real with each yeah, other. That's I'm not your gonna... thing. That's weird. Yeah. I just like even remember like being in Europe and watching um, the young lovers, um, Nick and Katie, and getting to know them and watching them interact and see how they deal with, you know, just being around each other all the time, potential conflict. Um, and I would just even like notice like Nick had this great ability to just like, if he knew something was off, what's wrong? What, mm-hmm. what did I do? Or what, are you okay? Or to inquire, like he doesn't adverse to tackling something mm-hmm. in public and it's not even a big deal. Of course you should say like, that's yeah. great. That was so, I was so like impressed with mm-hmm. that. And I commented on that. And I just think that like you, that's so you, that's would, not you my, cannot do that. Not and my strong it's so all. glaring to me when. I realize that like that seems that's ab- that just seems a little abnormal. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it would, I think that almost makes people uncomfortable. The the the, the fact that you ignore somebody's emotional state mm-hmm. makes people more uncomfortable than turning in and being like, "Are you okay? Like, are you good? Yeah. Like, I mean, even one time, I remember Nick turning around and saying that to me. Are you okay, Emery? Uh-huh. Do you need like, are you okay? Or do you need something? And I was just like, okay, yeah. You forget what it feels like to have somebody. <laughs> When you have been without it for so long. <laughs> I know that, like I said, that's not my, st- I've, I've, I have been working on trying to get better at that, but not totally, not totally dismissing it or I still get maybe like uncomfortable if we're out to eat and something's bothering you is like, I, I know, but I do, you just end up making it yeah. worse. Like that's, I know that's so, the karmic path there. Right. You were, you're the creating this world where now it is worse. It is your worst yeah. nightmare unfolding in front of you. Yeah. 
I, I, I agree with that. And I've, that's what I've tried to actually be a little bit more tuned into that to be like, okay, no, we can have this conversation here. That's okay. Like, that's not like, who cares? Like, yeah. this is, this is it's fine. It's also just like, you it's have to have, normal... tr- you have to have trust though. That to me, that just, it's so reflective of your lack of trust mm-hmm. and how it's, what's going to happen next and the, your abilities or the person you're with yeah. trusting them. Like if just to just say like, are you good? Are you okay? Like grab a hand, a gesture. Mm-hmm. Like if you just have faith and that process play yeah. it out as it's meant to, it will. And you just do it. It makes it sound so easy. It is easy. Yeah. It is easy. Yeah. And my trust is in myself. It's it's that lack of trust in myself. And, and it's in your respond. partner and your partner. Yeah. I think you need to recognize that it's two ways. I, think I know, you, but I think, I, think, that the, I think you've always struggled trusting, fully trusting whoever you're true, with. True, true. But I think a big part of that is not trusting myself and, and how I'm going to be able to respond to something. And you know what I mean? Or, or talk. I don't know. I just think I think it is both. Yeah, it because you're also both, not but... trusting how they're going to respond yeah, to you. True. Not re- I mean, it's Very both true. ways. Yeah. Um, if you were to die today with no chance to communicate with anyone, what would you Jeez. most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? Oh, <clears throat> this is a this is a tough one. Um, and this is something that I don't have an answer for this. Part of that. Well, I don't know that you would obviously identify specifically any scenario today, but I think the bigger question is, is like, why haven't you told them that? Yeah. So I would, this is what I, my second part of that was, is as I get older, I'm trying to be much more conscious of making sure I say the things I want to say to people mm-hmm. when I want to say them. Mm-hmm. And so it was like even last week during our anniversary and stuff, and we didn't have the kids on our actual anniversary. And I just text, you know, texted them and said, you know, I'm just so proud of what we've become and I love Mm -hmm. you. And I just think it's like, it is one of those things we never know what our, you know, when our last day is going to be. And so trying to do that in the moment and not hold that back. Yeah. And I'm not, (coughs) so I, I can't think of like trying not to put myself in a position where I will have regrets later on about not saying something. There's plenty of things I regret saying in the moment, you know, but yeah. I, I don't want to have something that I wish I would have said to somebody. Right. So I've been I've been trying to be very conscious of that lately. Okay. Good. What about you? Do you? I mean, I think yeah, you're very I open. think I think about that. No, I think about that a lot. Um, I don't know that I have. A, <laughs> I just would rather ask you an answer. Um, <laughs> why haven't you told them yet? I just think I think with anything. I guess the things that first come to mind. There might be some things. Well, it's like, well, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Or I don't want to feel uncomfortable. There's a, there's a wanting to avoid some discomfort. And then there's just like this, what's the purpose? Like they'll, they just know, you know, they'll just know. Yeah. Unless you were going to tell it's another man known. that you are in love with him, <laughs> right. then yeah. so is there anything that you haven't told me that you wish you would tell me? I'm going to reveal it here right now. Yes. <laughs> on air. Are you ready? No, there's not. Come on. You know, every, literally. I know. I'm just asking. You know too much. I'm just asking. You want me to tell you less. I want you to tell me more. I just want it to be something that you. No, there's if you things died, that you don't want to know. If you died, that I you would, you would. If you died tomorrow, that you would regret not having told me. Which typically would be, if you regretted something, it doesn't have to be necessarily, but I assume it would be something like you're holding in, maybe some bit of, you know, wisdom or love or yeah. something else that would be a positive, like. Obviously, I think it's more along the lines of, of course, there would be people that maybe you'd want to share a little more about how much you've loved and appreciated Mm. them. Yeah. You know, or how, you know, just like that connection, maybe. Yeah. What keeps you from doing it now? I don't know. 
I can no, I can. <laughs> what see, would it change? I can see that. I don't know that I communicate that effectively to people, but you know, obviously, I have a small circle of friends. I don't have you know a, a ton of people outside of that. But even like my parents trying to, and again, I don't do it all the time or as much as I even when I do talk to them, like to say I love you, you know, mm-hmm. as they get older, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, even some of my coworkers that I'm friends with and stuff, just to let them know that I appreciate, you know, not only mm-hmm. the work that they do, but like their friendship too. Like just trying to be more open about that. Oh. And for me, it's, you know, really like you just said, expressing how much somebody means yeah. to you or something. And you've, you've yeah. opened up quite a bit about that too. So I think that and that's... I'm, I have to say with my friends that I want to say it to, I say it to them pretty regularly. I was just going to say, you, you are pretty, you know, open with Yeah, that. we have, and it's, and it's reciprocated. So, but I think, you know, I think like you said, if anything, maybe it's more related to the older your parents get because you do think a little more about how you don't know how much time is left and are there things that need to be said? I don't know, you know, but I guess mm-hmm. that's what just first comes to my mind right now as I think about that. But I generally tell people uh, those kinds of things. Like it, I might not like say it every day, but it's like I have said this. I have said that yeah. this is why I think that you're amazing and what I appreciate about you and what you mean to me. I don't really know that there's anybody that I that I haven't said that to that I I'm dying to say that too. And there's nothing. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? You're not holding something back. You you maybe you don't say it as much as you'd want to, but it's not like you haven't said it. That, it's that's not like fair. You're I think there's a there. Yeah, there's maybe a couple that I haven't said as much as I would want to, but yes, I've said it. Okay. Okay. What um. This is a stupid one. Oh, I have a good one. Oh, you do? I'm going to ask you. This is a... Okay. If you had to cancel one major holiday, which one would you eliminate? The biggest one. Which one? <laughs> is that Christmas or is that Halloween now? It's a good question. Um, Probably... I don't know. It's really hard. One major holiday? Probably Thanksgiving, I was going to say Thanksgiving, because too. Because it's too close to Christmas, and it's like we're just doing the same thing, and I do like this idea of exchanging gifts if it's managed properly but um yeah well, christmas has a much bigger meaning so i think that's the whole thing is you know even if you said i would give up the gift giving i also piece think of it's it, but the also timing like it's, too yeah i mean it's necessary humans need that right. in the dead of winter i would agree with thanksgiving i mean i guess you could look at labor day or something like that but i don't consider those major holidays i think that Thanksgiving in the U.S. at least is a yes, and I'm thinking about the reality of the modern Thanksgiving. I'm not necessarily thinking about the original intent behind any of these holidays. I'm talking about what they actually just are in today's real life. What people have made of them. What about Fourth of July? Fourth of July. I don't. I've never really considered that a major holiday. Yeah. Okay. It's not my religion. Well, I was going to say, then wouldn't you maybe maybe eliminate religion. that one? Because it's uh, like, eh, okay, this is not... I'm not going to start controversy. I know. <laughs> um, okay. This is a good question, though. How would your 10-year-old self react to who you are today? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a big question. Um, well, little Jimmy. What would little Jimmy say? What does Jimmy he think say? of you? He's got you in his mind's eye. What is he feeling? Is he impressed? You know... <laughs> I want to say yes, but I feel like that's not. Do you like, be on your speed honest? How I know, about that? I know. I don't want. I don't know that. Don't be fake. Yeah. No. 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 I, I, in all seriousness, I don't know that. I wouldn't say the word is impressed, but I think that. Um, I think that ten-year-old me would say, "Okay, you've done all right. Okay, everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. Everything is okay. Everything is okay. Okay. You've 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 figured out 
a lot of the important stuff. Which are, which, what was the important stuff? What does 10-year-old Jimmy find important? Uh, well, that's a good question. Does he like his body? Does he like, what does he like? <laughs> he still thinks he's a little skinny, he but still, he got a little taller. Was he concerned so he's about like, okay, whether or not he would ever look okay. cross third base by the time he was 30? No, yeah, definitely. 45. At 10 years old? I don't know um, about 10. <laughs> Pretty, pretty damn, pretty damn close. Has he though? I don't know. Maybe that's uh no, I, um, I think when you're 10, you start to think about maybe what you want to be when you grow up and, you know, you, yeah, I think you're starting to have those feelings of, will I, will I have a family? What kind of career will I have? Mm-hmm. What, what, you know, yeah. what, you know, am I gonna, and I think that, I think he might be a little surprised with where I am today. Yeah. Just because the path that I ended up on is not at all the path that I was a kid. Yeah, I don't know? think my ten-year-old self would have been like envisioned a divorce in the well, cards. Obviously, that's a that's a big one. But even career path, and even I mean, divorce wasn't even I'm sure not even a thought. Mm-hmm. Or I know it wasn't a thought. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I'm sure there was there would be a number of steps if you looked at the whole. If I guess it's a whole thing. If you looked at the whole time up from ten until forty five uh-huh. along the way, you might be like, you know, there'd be a lot of things. Oh, really? Yeah, and you did that. But just just looking at ten to forty five to today, yeah, and saying where where are you today? And I think that again, surprised at maybe how I got to where I am. But like, okay, you're you're doing okay. Everything's going to be okay. Why are we surprised? What's the surprising parts? I said, like, even just like, you know, I was always big into animals. I wanted to be a veterinarian. Like, that was a big thing. And just, like I said, my career path and the way, you know, where I'm at and what I'm doing, like, I just think like that. Like, I would have never thought that that would have been your path, you know, but it's working out okay for you. And you've got, you know, okay, you've got a beautiful wife. You've got great kids. Like, you've got, what more could you ask for? Like, you've, I don't know. And I think that. I think I think you would just say it's okay. That's a really superficial lifestyle there. That you're a beautiful wife, great kids. What are great kids? <laughs> just keeping it simple. <laughs> you have kids. They're they're all doing okay. Um, no, I just. Th- but I think that um, you could. I think ten year old me would look at where I'm at and say that you know you've got some wisdom. Um, you're humble. You, you know. Are you sure about that? See, this is why, this is why I can't do this. Well, it just seemed like a bit of an oxymoron. What? You said that you're humble with anything but humility or humbleness. You didn't say it in a very humble way. Oh. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, what about you? What would what would your ten year old self say about you? Um, I think she'd be impressed. I think she'd be like, "All right, you did it. You got through college. You had through kids. You were very afraid of burying children. You did that. Um, you had jobs where you survived working eight to five every day because you always wondered if you'd be able to withstand that sort of pain, and you did. It wasn't actually as bad as you thought it would be. Um, I yeah, I think I think those that was my biggest concerns at age ten. <laughs> you actually at age ten concerned about. Working eight to five and having a normal I think job. So. I remember thinking like, oh, they don't get summer break. And like, you know, my parents didn't get home from work until like six. I was home at like three. Like, ew, it was a bad enough being at school all day. Like, you know, I yeah. yeah, I for sure thought that. I remember even when I started my job, I remember being like, whoa, am I going to be able to, this is a commitment. Like there's no breaks. It's obviously turned out to be way different than what I imagined. It's not like I had of to course. be at McDonald's for eight hours a day and on, or I worked at a daycare and like you're on for eight hours a day. And that is 
like the level that they put those college girls at and the work that you have to do at a daycare, like the position you're in, there's it's just exhausting. That's exhausting. I mean, so and just or like I worked I retail, worked daycare, retail was boring exhausting. as hell. So I'm like, how does anybody do this for eight, 40 hours a week? I, I would know. want to put needles in my eyeballs. So I was always even older and younger. I would think about that. Um, and then actually, you know, when you when I had like a career job, I was like, oh, yeah, it's like obviously very stimulating throughout the day. There's a mm-hmm. lot going on. There's a lot of moving pieces and it's not just doesn't feel monotonous. Yeah. Anyways, my, none of my jobs were monotonous in that way. Not in the way that I feared they would be, I guess. Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah. 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 I think that when I was a kid, I would have liked to have just been, I mean, I knew, I knew that I wanted, like, needed to have a career, but I think I would have, like, I had a little bit of resentment that I feel like I grew up in the wrong generation because I just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Well. And I, and I was like, well, that's not an option. <laughs> in this world, you have to have dual incomes yeah. most of the time. And, um, and it's still a struggle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least, you know, and I know it's the fact that you are working still is like, that's hard because you are taking um, the role. There's a lot of things you take care of with the kids and stuff like that. That is a big responsibility. Well, obviously and right like, now obviously I do work part time and I am yeah. fortunate for that. Yeah. But for many, many years I did right. not. Right. You did. No, you had you full time and you took care of kids. Yeah. I, it's... Like I said, I don't know what I was thinking, but I worked a job that required more than full time. And then I had decided to go back to school, which required an internship, which was also 16 hours a week, and juggling night classes and driving back and forth from Lansing and literally having the most stressful job in the world. And then I was like, cool, let's have a baby too. Like, mm-hmm. what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. I lived all of that. I lived enough for a lifetime in about that, just those two years. I know. When it comes to and juggling that madness. It, we've already talked Actually, about it ended this up being before, four years. You had it way harder than I did, and it was hard. Going to school at night and, you know, mm-hmm. not being a mother, being a father. And, I mean, it ta- and trying to work and I didn't work really necessarily full time because exactly. I had flexibility. Exactly. So. I had no flexibility. Yeah. I literally, like, punched a clock. Yeah. I mean, I had no, to, I get, I had to I, record what I'm my is like, start that's... time and end time every day. And if you did not meet your hours, like, it was strictly monitored and yeah. – um, Obviously, ended up you ended up if there was an emergency after hours and that kind of work, you had to deal with it. Like it's just too bad. This is what it is. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yes. And then also, if your kid gets sick, holy shit! Like, who's gonna? What are we gonna do now? Like I told mm-hmm. you, like my dad used to call in sick to work to help take care of our sick kids. Like, or my mom, if like we couldn't. Yeah. So I know it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, I just think about even from then, 20 years ago, you know, 15 years ago, to now even, it's like, you know, some of the women that I work with and stuff like that, they have sick kids and they can work from home a lot of times. And yeah, it's like, we never, you know, I never had that. You never had that. Op, op, you know, and I know some places don't. They still don't. It's not that across the board, but it's like, yeah, that flexibility is is huge and Mm -hmm. what a difference that can make i mean Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah obviously you didn't have that luxury at Mm -mm. all so anyway no in fact not only did i not have that luxury but i always worked in those places where i'm essential services so Mm -hmm. we don't get anything off (laughs) we have to be available all the time that's not the case right now though anyways so that's it i think 10 year old self would be satisfied as well i would agree I also feel that way. Oh, good. That's exciting to hear. <laughs> Wasn't sure you were going to answer that if I even wanted to ask. Oh, God. Just kidding. 
All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to talk about today? No. Do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about today? Not today. Not specifically. today. Specifically. Maybe another day. Okay. But specifically. Specifically. Okay. Another day. Definitely not today. Yeah. I'm going to work I, out. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. <clears throat> because it might embarrass you, but I'm going to say it anyways. You decided you got a package in the mail one day and it was these sticky notes that had heart. They were heart shaped sticky notes. Oh. And I don't know if you just came up with this. On, Wait, like, I just ran, la- I randomly no. got a package in the mail. You ordered them and <laughs> yes, I okay. opened them and you were like, don't look. And so I don't know if you just came up with this on the spot because you were like, oh shit, she found out about my lover. But you're yep, like, that's oh, happened. I have a plan with these. I'm going to like leave them around little notes for you. And, and I'm sure you won't stick with it. And next week, you'll, you'll, your opening line will be like, I know I've been terrible with that. <laughs> exactly. But um, you, it's been really fun to find random sticky notes in different spots from you throughout the week. So thank you. Okay. The other day, Friday, yesterday, God, that was just yesterday, um, I actually unlocked your car and I had planned on putting it on your car steering wheel. And then I went out to your car when I left in the morning and it was locked. So I had to come back in and put it in a different place. But it's been, uh, well, I hope it's meaningful to you. Because it's one of those things that just doing that every day, um, I think I've done, I might have missed one day, but I think I've done it every other day. But I like the reminder to myself at what you mean to me and who, you know, why I love you. Mm-hmm. Not that I need it, but it's just nice and it's nice to share that with you. Yeah, it is nice. So. It's nice to receive. My lover's disappointed though because, you know, she didn't get the sticky notes, but... I also was like, oh, Jim, do you know how many adorable floral pattern sticky notes I have out there? And you picked these, like, god-awful, like, bright, fluorescent heart You have colored. to see them. <laughs> you have to be able to find them. And They're by the so way, aggressive. the other ones are expensive. These ones were <laughs> relatively cheap. They're aggressive. They are aggressive, but you can't miss them. That's the beauty of That's it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. I don't, Yeah, and I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I, I don't think I heard it somewhere. I'm not sure what. I actually, at one point in time, thought about, like, I didn't want to just do it for you. Like, I wanted to be able to do it for the kids and stuff, too. But I'm like, I know how I am. And it's hard enough for me to commit and stick to, like, one thing. And I think that it's important that we, um, <coughs> I don't know. I think that we just tell each other those little love messages. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to kind of add the yeah. kids into the mix of that. Oh, but you would. Okay. Yeah, I would. What are they, five? That's cute. Do it. You know what? Do it. I, w- I would love for you to do that. Yeah. I just think it's, I think we can all use that. It's like putting notes in their lunchboxes. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not going to put it in their lunchbox, obviously. Because they don't have lunchboxes. They don't have lunchbox. They have cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not all of them. Not all. I know. Anyway. You should start doing it because they're going to, then they're going to be like, who is this? You should just start randomly dumping them in places. Mm-hmm. And let them start talking about <coughs> what's going on okay i'd like to witness that okay okay all right i love you love you